Do it live for me. Oh, you're going to leak the ice. <laughs> and he, what? he meant like this, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't even know what that meant. This is, of course, the name of a type of monkey. How do you say it? Kevin. When I was a kid, I had a dog named Bean. Whenever he made the face that you're making right now, you just knew he pooped somewhere in the house. <laughs> Where's the poop, Robin? Not again with the poop. Come on, now. Look at my fish. Who gonna feed him? What happened, Kim Kardashian? Did you die? <laughs> Sir, you just ruined all of it for me. What are you... Anyway, enjoy... Quitters never give up. Go ahead. Repping for all of Quitters Never Give Up. Check off Christopher Chekhov. Jen Pastorini. Check off Lindsay. Check off Hello, Drew. Oh, the great Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. Because I said Quitters Never Give Up, and he said, that's all they do. You're a buzzkill. <sighs> Queen Jay's high again, folks. So I don't know <laughs> what today's show has in store. Hello, party people. It's Quitters Never Give Up, episode 137. 137. Let's uh, say hello to the Quitters. Ralph, uh, you want to introduce the first one? Look at me. I'm naked, too. We're all going to be naked. It's fun, Lindsay. Take that robe off. Come on, girl. Come to daddy. <laughs> I think he's making a comment about uh, last week's personal minutiae jingle that we played. But um, let's go ahead and say hello to Jen. Congratulations, Jen. You've won Speedy. Speedy? <laughs> Speedy is a 37-year-old desert sulcata tortoise. One of the largest species of tortoise in the world. It's Speedy. Congratulations, Jen. Wait, I, I want a tortoise? How you doing, Jen? I've been better. I'm a little sick today, but hi, party people. All right. Are you on the scissor? Tell, tell me you're on the scissor. Oh, so. So much so. The beer zerp. <laughs> the beer zerp. Yep. That too. Uh, let's say a little Edwin. Scissor, get this. Robin never deleted Don's number. Boo. Oh, oh thinks it's so easy. Give me your phone. Let's delete one of yours. Uh, okay. Mm. No problem. If you can find a number that I don't need or shouldn't have in here, be my guest, but good luck. I keep my phone tight. Edwin. Oh, no, not that one. That's the booker for the club that my band plays at. You know, my all-lawyer funk band. You remember. The funk, the whole funk, and nothing but the funk. <laughs> How you doing, Edwin? <laughs> good day, mates. I'm sorry. I've been binge-watching How I Met Your Mother... And that was from that. I couldn't keep it down any farther. Sorry. <laughs> it finally paid off eventually. <laughs> uh-huh. Of course, I'm Christopher. So when Chris started analyzing the brain data, it's pretty apparent that, like, it just gets inside your brain and messes everything up. Like, it's knocking over the furniture in there, <laughs> right? And he could now, see that. I mean, it's cool that he could just, like, see it. What's wrong, Lindsay? Sorry, we're out of time. All right, that's been the podcast. Thank you for listening. Send Bye us in everyone. your messages and clip requests, and uh, we'll get it going. Don't bogart. All right, let's play some flashbacks. Hello, and welcome to a very special flashback. Because I'm going to introduce you now. Flashback. And now, flashback. Let's have a look at this. Just play the intro. I just sent this to Bean. Don't fuck with the post office. 
Perfect. Good advice. Great advice. I know. It's from, we watched um, Queen Pins last night on Netflix, and it's not particularly funny. There's not a lot of action or anything like that, but um, I got that clip for Bean, so it's all worth it. We started watching that too, but uh, it was right after Diana got home from work. We got home, we put it on, she fell asleep. Yeah, it's interesting because it's a true story, but beyond that, not. You know, we get these emails all the time, these stupid uh, emails pitching authors of books and, you know, tips, you know, all kinds of different pamphlets sure. and stuff. And handling the irritating coworker is what we're up to now. Well, that seems like a good one. It is, except for their, the, you know, their advice is just, uh, well, it's dumb. Like it, what? It's not very helpful. It's dumb or it's just too basic because that's the thing. The reason they write a book like this is because there are people who just can't confront somebody that they have a problem with. They just avoid conflict. So they need it spelled out for them how to go about solving a, a workplace problem. All right, but we have better ideas. So what we're going to do is we're going to take your calls at 1-800-520-1067. If you have work, people at work that drive you out of your mind okay. and you don't know how to deal with them, psycho Mike. we'll give you some uh, suggestions. Now, uh, they first, <laughs> psycho Mike. first identify <laughs> a, bunch of the, uh, a bunch of the types of people. For example, the talker just won't shut up. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've certainly the known kiss people up. like that. You know the kiss up exactly mm -hmm. what that is too much information you know mm -hmm. about that person the gossip you know about that and the the tips that they give you are take a break so if someone's annoying you step out and get a breath of fresh air number two be mentally tough <laughs> that's just stupid and that means what that means what Ignore does that mean be mentally tough. the best you can are limiting your daily interaction with them well, okay, that does seem like it's awfully simple advice. It falls in the no-duh category, and yeah, I didn't I mean, know that I'm category sure still existed. People but. are already doing all of that. Tip number three, discuss the problem with your coworker. Okay. Get a non-judgmental, non-confrontational uh, way, of course. Of course. How do you do that? <laughs> you know how some people <laughs> gossip too much? You know those people? That yap, yap, yap. You know those people? Talk about By them the like way, that. people who do this stuff do never, identi never identify themselves as people who do of this course. stuff. And tip right. number four. It, 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 yes, go ahead. Tip number four and the final tip. So take a break. Be mentally tough. Discuss the program with your coworker. Talk to your supervisor. That's yeah, it. of course. If there's a problem that's bothering you enough that it's impeding your ability to do your job, yeah, I guess you talk to your boss. Sure. So this uh, apparently this book, the worst case scenario survival <laughs> handbook, work, is the name. You know, of it. I worked with someone who talked too much, and and she was one of those people where no matter what you said, it just rolled off her. So you really could say seriously, you talk too much. Didn't matter. Didn't change anything. You could talk to her supervisor. But what if didn't every matter, time she talked, you'd go, bop, 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 bop. That's what I hear. Bop, bop, That's bop. your advice? That's what I hear. Yes. <laughs> you know, the thing, about, the thing about coworkers, and, you know, everybody who has a job has had a problem with a coworker at one time or another, either serious or not so much, is that you, you don't pick your coworkers generally like you pick your friends. You know, I mean, it's like family. You're going to always have a problem with people that you have to spend a lot of time with that you don't choose. And that's the problem with work. That's one of the reasons why people hate work, and I think. And you can't get away from them, so you can't really make it a big battle because they're there every day. And Lisa, you don't want to be miserable. take a break. Be mentally tough. Speak to them. Speak to a supervisor. Oh. Okay. I All right. Wish so, what are we? That. What are we looking for? We're we looking for people who have uh, success with dealing with annoying people at work. Are we looking for people who need our help either. because they've got trouble at work? What do we want? I think either is a good idea. If you if you need help, fine. But if you figured out something that works, yeah, just as well. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Because you really do. You really are stuck with people for a major amount of the week. Yep. 
And let's say that, uh, you know, they're super annoying. What do you do? Well, I have a, a lifetime of dealing with someone like that. And you do? I'll yeah. give you yeah, me too. I'll tell you that. When we get back, I'll tell you right after. Well, the book is called The Worst Case Scenario Survival Handbook, and it's all about those annoying coworkers and how do you deal with them. Some of the advice seems pretty basic, and maybe you've got better advice or maybe you've got a problem you need your help with. 1-800-520-1067 is the number. Why don't we, uh, why don't we start with Matt in Monrovia? Matt, hi. You're on the Kevin Bean Show on K-Rock. Go ahead. What's going on? Okay, I work for an ambulance company. I work 12 hours a day with a guy who sweats profusely and wears clumming after shave cologne. Oh, no. I did have a coworker who smelled to high heaven, and we worked in these little booths next to each other. Right. So he'd walk through my booth to get to his, and the smell would linger oh, for an hour. Oh, it was oh. so disgusting. Oh. Uh, of a cologne or an aftershave or perfume, something like that? It was his body. Yeah, aftershave. Oh, yeah. And he takes fish oil pills. So not only does it combine with the aftershave, it smells like does he really? Oh, but yeah. let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Matt. I mean, you guys, you know, you can't be an EMT without being a smart guy. Uh, you know, can't you say, look, we're all working in in very close quarters here. We gotta reduce all smells as much as possible. I mean, couldn't you say something as simple as that? Yeah, I could. I, I mean, I've done everything. I've thrown his cologne away. I've brought my own cologne. I mean, I don't know what to do. Did now. you think about taking a break? And being mentally tough <laughs> and discussing the problem with him and talking to your supervisor? Did you go through those steps? No, not yet. No. They're going to laugh at me and think I'm crazy. All right, here's my suggestion to you. Light a cigarette and throw it at him. <laughs> and if he's wearing that much cologne, <laughs> he'll go right up. Okay, I'll try that. You're an EMT. You take him to the hospital. Yeah, EMT is a perfect guy to do that. Let's go to Nick in uh, Dana Point. Uh, he's got a, a, a workplace problem that we have certainly experienced here at K-Rock. Hey, Nick, you're on the air. What's up? How are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, yeah, so uh, this guy, that uh, I work at Costco, mm-hmm. and I, I work on the front end, and I float for him, which is like helping, assisting him as a cashier. Right. Or uh, he floats for me. Anyway... He's like one of these guys that he's like total mama's boy. He's like 40 years old, bald, uh, like shaves his hair bald, and just he just sits there and rambles on a headache. And uh, he like farts like all the time. Everybody, everybody, everybody in the whole warehouse knows that he farts. How are you he, kind of, how did you get tied to this guy where you always work together? Uh, it's just one of those things where everybody has to, you know, take one to the team and float or, like, cashier with him, like, every once in a while. I got you. Okay. And, he, and he's one of these guys that, like, has such a loud voice. Oh, that yeah. You can, you can hear him in the vault where you count all the money, or you can hear him in the break room. If like, you were to lock him in the vault where you count all the money, how much air is in there? Oh, God, that would be horrible. <laughs> it turns out you can't say the S word. Sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. I think you should bring um, air freshener and spray him every time he farts. Ooh, I like it. That's a good idea. And <laughs> or just arrange for a job to open up doing the Laker pre-show on an AM station. That's how we got rid of our guy. <laughs> That's true. We had the exact same problem, so we know where you're coming from, dude. That is the way we went. All right, uh, Robert from Calabasas. Good morning. Hello. Oops, sorry. Hello, Robert. Hello. How are you guys? I apologize. How are you? I'm good, thank you. 
Uh, workplace problem. Who do you work with? Yeah, I have a problem with a guy I work with who mm-hmm. has no uh, editing mechanism when he talks about things that interest him. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, oh, why is peanut butter the best food in the world? Oh, why is Hello Kitty so good? Wow. Like Wait a second. That, oh, ho- Andy Gibb, he was so great. That sounds Hold a lot on. like Ro- the guy I work hey, with. Robert, Pluto. Ho- why is Pluto the best planet? It's freaking <laughs> unbelievable. It just makes you miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Hold How, on. Is this, you- is, this, is, this Ralph, is this Ralph Garvin calling from the other room? <laughs> Robert, have you thought of taking a break or being mentally tough? I can't, I can't be mentally tough anymore. Okay. It's almost 10 years and just, I just cry now. All right. Oh. Thank you for the call, what Ralph. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's time to start uh, just going just rolling with it. I think it's time to start just recognizing that your coworker uh, knows what's best. Yeah, and just, sure. And just enjoy, it. just lay back and enjoy it. Right. That's what I always tell the ladies. Um, Michelle in Corona. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi there. Okay, I work for a medical clinic, and a lot of females. We had one who uh, just started. She had everything. Had been there, done that. I mean, she was nonstop. She just always constantly talked about what she had, what she did, and where she was going, but was working in the medical office, drove a neon, right. and I, it was unbelievable. She's the type that every time you tell a story, she has something better? Been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know she's oh, full yeah, of oh, crap, yeah. but there's yeah. no way to prove it. Yeah. Right. You're, oh, you're going to Hawaii for a week? That's nice. Of course, I went You know, I went for two. Oh, you're staying on that island? Well, the, really, the better island is this one. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of conversation you have, huh? Yeah, I think I can. I think I can speak for the group when I say that person needs to be put out of, of misery. That person needs to be killed. Yeah, they're they're right? worthless. Yeah, Absolutely, out, you got to take her out. I finally had to call her out and said, "You're lying. You Ooh. have nothing. Why do you continue to lie?" <laughs> Good for you. Did that work? No. Oh, all right. Well, nice try. Well, then Puppy Lake is the only answer. <laughs> and kill. That's Let's... what I'm saying. Brenda in Woodland Hills. Good morning. I ha- I work with a woman who's sleeping with the boss her brother-in-law, and her sister-in-law's husband. Okay, wait a minute. She's sleeping with <laughs> her brother-in-law? Uh-huh. She's sleeping with her sister's husband. Her sister-in-law's husband. Sister-in-law's husband, who's and also the boss. the boss. And the boss, yeah. And okay. gets special treatment because of that, oh, I imagine? exactly. Sure, yeah. sure. Like, you know, and walks around looking like she's too old to be wearing the mini skirts. Oh, no. Now, but, what can you do? Because you can't go to the boss in this situation. Well, I've kind of said something, but it Mm-mm. doesn't really seem nope. to be effective. That's not the answer. You need to sleep with the boss more than that woman. I will. <laughs> you need to <laughs> slut it up like a crazy woman. And then you'll pass right over that person. <laughs> I think I'll take your advice All on right. it, but I don't know if he's worth it. Well, might not be, but you'll kick the ass of that other woman. That's right. All right. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Don't don't make us bring back Kevin and Bean Break the News. Don't make us bring back that feature. Yeah, they don't want to hear it from us. Believe Remember me, they'd rather hear it from that? you. We used to do Kevin do. And break the news and call and say, oh, a guy farts all day long. Uh, we can't take it anymore. Uh, and we'd call him, and it was never funny. Never, ever one <laughs> time we just, funny. We just felt like crap for being the bad guys. Not Let's do once. one more. This is, uh, is the name Leica from Baldwin Park? No, it's Lika. 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 Hi, you're on the air. Um, I work with this guy. He's a full-grown man. He doesn't even have any kids, and he's so creepy. He loves Hello Kitty crap. Oh, He's yeah. got like a toaster and the watch and all the stuff and That's Powerpuff creepy. Girls and oh my God, High School Musical. He yeah. loves High School Musical. That's creepy. Oh, Lisa. I don't know. There's something. I mean, what? You need to call Lisa, Daylight Lisa NBC. May. Lisa May. It's. I can tell it's you. I recognize your voice. No, I can see your. <laughs> Nobody's oh, name is Lika June. Is my name. <laughs> That's so pathetic, Lisa. 
we can do. Oh, he's bad. You sound worse. (laughs) Thanks for the call, Lika. Ralph, we were just doing the topic of people who are annoying at work, and we got a call from somebody saying that they work with someone who reads out of the newspaper all the time. A lot of stuff sounded just like Bean. It was really bizarre. That's weird. And then Lika called in, and she had a bunch of complaints. I don't know what was going on. Lika June, you mean? Amazing. Lika June. Yeah. 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 That's an unusual name, isn't it? Because no one (laughs) ever has a name. Lisa May. I uh, I can hear you, Kevin. By the way, I see what? what's going on here. I think I see. I think I understand. I'm what's just going pointing on. out to Ralph that there were some calls that sounded like they might have had something to do with us. Dude, you're paranoid. That's all. Let it go. So, what about your bad coworkers? I don't know. There's a guy in at my workplace that uh, refers to me as, or actually, everybody but him as interns. Oh, oh, that's okay. disgraceful. That is disgraceful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We meant your work, work, not us. well i thought listening to those calls that a good advice to get someone to stop talking to you and and gossiping with you is to fart a lot and wear a bunch of cologne because then they won't come to you they won't want to talk to you that's a good method to keep people away Uh, i'm gonna try that yeah but you actually run a store so you want people to come in so maybe Mm -hmm. maybe well it's a dog store there's a, an entire line of toys called Playology that are scented. So it's pork scented, beef scented, peanut butter, whatever. And to humans, it does kind of stink a little, right? So yeah. this little kid walks to my store. I just got the order in, so it was nice and fragrant. And she's like, it stinks in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, we got new toys. It's fine. Um, so I, I can see it. Okay. Also, Lika is kind of a common name because isn't that uh, George Takei's sister, right? Yes. George Takei has a sister named Lika? Yes. Yeah. But I don't know if she's Lika June. Yeah. I I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, What was the date on that clip, Jen? Um, It would be 2007. It would be June 20th, 2007. Yeah. That must have been the first time they used that name. Love it. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it for the flashback. Nice. Flashback. Ruh, ruh. Well, uh, hold on. Wait. A go with the brick to- Yes. I always thought Ooh. it was chomping until you told me it's actually champing. I think about that every time I hear someone say chomping at the bit. I'm like, you know what, Bean? Bean, you're right. It's champing. What were I'm we talking about? I'm so turned about? on right now. <laughs> Nailed it. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> You get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. I didn't need to interrupt Fancy Nancy for that bullshit. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard of the sacred monkey forest located in indonesia i have not but with my obsession with monkeys i'm very much on board with this story already they uh have the macaque i'm not sure. positive mm. how you say the yeah. name of that yeah, so yeah. i did go to youtube uh-huh. to figure out exactly how to say it right and this guy gives us a very oh. good detailed oh, explanation let's yes hear. we are looking at how to pronounce this word as well as how to say more interesting and related words and some of the most mispronounced ones in english so yes. make sure to stay tuned and consider subscribing for more learning and sure. more sexy talk of course the name of a type of monkey how do you say it 
Macaques. Macaques. Pretty straightforward. Once you know, you do want to stress on the second syllable. Second syllable. Macaques. Macaques. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. British and American pronunciations are similar here. Similar. Okay. As macaques. Right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little bit about that clip from the Kevin and Sluggo show. Um, they were they were going into a story about the macaque monkeys stealing from tourists. And, of course, they have to go into the way it's said. <laughs> so this place is renowned for having the... Macaques. <laughs> monkey. All right, sure. And I don't know if you know, but they are considered the smartest non-human primate. Oh, really? Yeah. The Which one? What kind of... Macaque. That kind of monkey. That one, Gotcha. Yeah. They will literally lure in tourists... Uh-huh. ...and take something from them. Love it! And then, like, want some food back... Hey, and you know then, what? Oh, you're kidding. And then they'll return the personal item. Wow. Yes. Uh, look, I stole this from you. This is your hotel room key. If you'd like it back from the monkey that is known to America and the world as macaques, then you have to give me some food. <laughs> right. I love that monkey. <laughs> that I love great? everything about that monkey. <laughs> There's a reason that the animal sanctuaries make a point to tell visitors not uh, to get too close to the macaques. <laughs> of course, they don't pay any attention. Oh, let's get as close as we possibly can to that monkey. There was an unidentified woman who was visiting the sacred monkey forest full of macaques in Indonesia when she got up close and the monkey managed to grab her passport. Yeah! I got a passport! Score! W waited for food, got none, oh. tore up her passport. Yes! Yes! That is the best monkey ever! Score one for the macaques. Yeah! <laughs> That's a that's an interesting tourist site. Just have a monkey just steal your passport. You have to go to the embassy and try and convince them that you're a citizen. Monkey. <laughs> monkey got my passport. All right, let's move over to the Ralph report. Ralph? The Ralph report. Garmy. This is round the roundup part of the <laughs> show. That's right. We're doing the Ralph report now. Uh, Eddie was only on there one day, uh, Monday, and then he went to Vegas. This is, um, Ralph started talking about the View Askew cruise, and um, Eddie had an interesting idea. Hit the seven seas and oh, go. Bermuda Triangle. Go cruise. Are you guys going through Bermuda Triangle? No, we're going to the Bahamas. Oh, Bahamas on. and the Bermuda Triangle. It's close. They have nothing to do with Zip each on other. over. You'd like that, wouldn't you, if I just disappeared It'd be on interesting. a giant boat? I'd always wonder. I would, I would haunt you. I, whatever <laughs> UFO picked me up, I would come and drop by your house and poop on it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice if you could haunt someone and just poop on them. Just have it. <laughs> it's called ectoplasm. Uh, Queen Jay sat in for the rest of the week. Um, one one thing in particular they talked about with the uh, one hit wonders was what they call splatter platters, which are these teen songs that incorporate death, like just a tragic death in them like a uh, dead man's turn one last kiss all, all those kinds of songs so queen jay kind of did her own version of that and then but i also heard some messaging to maybe one of us jimmy and sue were just like all teenage lovers they took an oath to only love each other so jimmy gave sue a locket shaped like a heart on it read till death do us part Forever lovers will never part Forever lovers, you have my heart Forever love from 
the crashes Chrysler LeBaron made. He was just going into town to start his job as a rodeo clown. Forever lovers now dearly departed. Did you catch that? It was uh, right there. Some messaging towards Edwin, towards Peak the Rodeo Clown. Yes, that's awesome. a sad story. My girlfriend died in a LeBaron crash. And then I became a rodeo clown. We had a stupid LeBaron. It was a convertible. And the goddamn car, I don't know, this is 80s, right? And it would tell you a door is ajar. But then the thing broke, and that's all it did 24 7. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the sensor just broke and that's, just kept telling you the door was ajar. Constantly, a door is ajar. A door is ajar. Beep, beep, beep. A door is ajar. Beep, beep, beep. A door is all oh it did. Jesus. Oh, yeah, good times. Were you um, able but to it was fix funny. It? No? Uh, no, I think we junked it and got another car. Um, but it was funny because all of a sudden, Ralph, he's got that um, the Christmas song with the car crash, but dad mm-hmm. makes it home, but other people die. And then the teenage tragedies, whatever. And so I put on the website, I put. Oh, Ralph likes death so much. <laughs> it's kind of becoming beanish a little bit, I'm just saying. It, yeah, it, it is. I mean, a lot of the songs he's going to are are, are the end of life songs, tragic songs. Right? Although the dad survived the bus crash and everybody else died. So I don't know. Is that tragic? I don't know. Yeah, and then Ralph, Ralph is also so doing... Much. Yeah, Ralph's doing the uh, almost famous bit now. So yeah, Ralph and Bean are they're morphing into one. <laughs> Simpatico, yeah. Be careful, Ralph. <laughs> you might start going to Denny's regularly. <laughs> All right. The other thing is um listeners sent in Queen J songs as themes. I wanted to see if uh, Jen had an opinion on this one. I, I wanted Jen's opinion because I know she hates that I song. Know. Um, I love it because it's for Queen J. Um, but oh, Mickey, you're so fine. I don't need to ever hear again. It's fine. It's fine. It was there in the eighties. We heard it. We got it. It's fine. But if it's for Queen J, I'll put up with it. All right. They talked about the Richard Simmons movie. Paulie Shore has announced that he is going to be starring in an upcoming biopic about Richard Simmons. You may have followed this story. A lot of people online were saying, Pauly Shore looks like Richard Simmons now. Yeah. And Pauly Shore, in a desperate need to be relevant again, said he wants to do Richard Simmons in a biopic. And it became a meme. And now that meme is going to be made into a film. So just goes to show you. Weird. Richard Simmons is not happy. Hi, everybody. He said, you may have heard they may be doing a movie about me with Pauly Shore. I have never given my permission for this movie, so don't believe everything you read. But uh, the folks behind it said they don't need his permission. They're going to go ahead and do the movie anyway. And they they, they intended to be full of... Uh, they're going to celebrate him, and it's going to honor him, and it's going to be just wonderful. So no worries from Richard Simmons. Did you guys hear the story that Polly Shore wants to do the movie? Wow. I can see it. I can too. Yeah, if you see Polly Shore now, he does look exactly like Richard Simmons. 
Um, I was able to get some tape from the screen test. Let's let's hear that. Two are the ones that make fun of people. Just say, Richard, I won't tell any more overweight fat joke. It's so bad. It's you're you hurting people. We spend a lot more time though making fun of you than we do fat people. There you go. I think it's going to be good. I, I was kind of worried about Polly Shore's acting chops, but he sounds just like Richard Simmons. Didn't he lay down in the street because he was throwing a tantrum with Kevin and Bean? Okay, so then he threw a tantrum, and he ran outside of his studio, and he went out onto, I think it was Santa Monica Boulevard, <laughs> and laid down in the middle of the street <laughs> and oh, said, no. run over me, run over me. <laughs> and Bean and I were waving people on. Come on, run over. He wants it. Run over him. They were all going around him. And he threw his little temper tantrum like he does every time he's on Letterman or anywhere right, else. Right. Oh, my God. And then we stopped his little feet, his little red, white, and blue shorts. <laughs> he basically wanted to die a martyr, Ralph, because if he couldn't convince us to stop making fun of fat people, he just said life wasn't worth living. He that's, just wanted to just take me down. That's kind of funny, though. Yeah. It would have been funnier if someone run, ran him over. How <laughs> dare you? Oh, now I, now I hear some ugliness in your voice. That yes. Awesome. Richard's right. You two are ugly. Ugly Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the writers listen to Kevin and Bean. That has to be in the movie. Yeah, if that's in the movie, to. I'll go, sure. <laughs> and maybe we'll just email that to Polly Shore to make sure it gets in. Maybe we should screenwrite it. Try and submit it to Polly Shore. See if we can get it in. There we go. All right. We had spoke about death earlier. Thanks, Jen. Now Frank is gonna talk about weird ways to get buried. And then he started talking about how he himself when he's time for him to die, would like to just walk off into the snow and just die. I thought, well, that seems like a terrible way to go. I think I told him that. Because, I mean, I think my, I have to know that I would be dead before I got to the end of the property line. I, I wouldn't want to have to walk too far in the snow. I like how Frank rationalizes this out. It's like, not just, dude, you sound crazy to just think you're just going to walk out in the snow and die. Oh, it doesn't work like, like that. Yeah, like he, he, he rationalizes it out and says, you know, it wouldn't, well, anyhow. But then they get into a burial discussion. No, to die. I would just want it to be over quickly. Uh, but maybe that's not this guy's thing. And I started talking about the other forms of weird burials. <laughs> I said, what's the one where the vultures get you? That's a sky burial. And you know, he knew all about it. He starts educating me about, oh, that's what the Native Americans would do. They would lay the dead body out there and let the vultures, you know, pick the bones clean. And I said, if you want that, you know, you don't have to go to all this trouble. You don't have to walk into the snow. You don't have to go have somebody drag your carcass outside. Or your, actually, a carcass is an animal. A cadaver is a person. You don't have to have someone drag your cadaver outside and, and do the sky burial. All you need to do is have a pet cat, and they will eat your remains. <laughs> I wish Drew True. was here. <laughs> <laughs> this That's is someone Frank met at like a party and they just started talking about this. That's... Listen, you want to go quickly? Just push him off a cliff. It's fine. Okay. I was or thinking you could really tell why Frank and Bean are friends. Can't you see them having that <laughs> conversation? Well, how do you want to get buried? Well, how do you want to die? <laughs> Uh, let's go over to a cup of tea in the chat. Allie brings up how she took her Christmas tree down. Let's talk about you. What's Let's. going on? Awesome. I got nothing. I did, however, Bean, I sent you a picture yesterday of, well, quite frankly, my butthole. 
Um, I don't art. believe I got that photo. My butthole Thank art. God. I'm so sorry. I, I paused too, too <laughs> long between butthole and art. So my butthole art is always behind my Christmas tree. When I put my Christmas tree up, I move a table out, all my frames on that table, I move those out to the garage and up goes the tree. Well, mm. now my butthole art is in full view. Why? Because the Christmas tree is down. Christmas is done. Are you happy to see your butthole again? Thank you. I am. I am. It is. It, it looks so much cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. and naked uh, and roomy really yeah. is is the thing. For those of you wondering, she has this painting that's kind of like a well, it looks like a butthole. It's kind of just a circle that has <laughs> it looks like a butthole, but Good it's not intended to be a butthole. <laughs> okay, it's just a circle, but it has like little lines coming out of it. Perfect little butthole. It looks like anyhow. A butthole. <laughs> I when she started talking about this a, f a few podcasts back, I was like, "That can't be true." I didn't think it was a possibility that it she had this kind of artwork, and um, it was in it was in one of the crowdcasts, and you could see it full view, her butthole art out there. Right there. Is it like a sunburst? Kind of, I guess. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a little darker though. Okay, but. It's not the right color either. It's almost like it looks like a butthole. It looks like a butthole. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like like when you tie up a balloon and there's a oh knot my God, at the end. Christopher. It's like a balloon knot. Moving right on. Like a like a chocolate starfish. Anyhow, um, <laughs> over at Bean Bean. As you know, Overhead we talked bean. about this. at Bean. Over to Bean. Bean is the healthiest man alive. Bean loves death. Bean wonders how people die suddenly. And then Bean wants to live to be 100. And in order to do that, well, he eats recalled cereal. I enjoy a bowl of cereal. In fact, I enjoy many bowls of cereal. I usually have a little bit of three or four different kinds of cereal every morning when I sit down to eat. But the key, the first bowl every morning is mm -hmm. one of the fine family of Quaker Oats granola cereals. I okay. love those. So about a month ago, I saw that Quaker Oats had recalled a bunch of its products because of salmonella, right? Right. Yeah. So... Yeah. I did the logical thing, the obvious thing. I went to Walmart because they got no oh. standards. They'll sell anything <laughs> at Walmart, right? So sure enough, they had a box of Quaker Oats, a cereal I didn't recognize. It was called Protein Granola. It was called Salmi's. <laughs> it's just pure salmon. <laughs> It was called protein granola, and I don't eat anything that's got protein in the name. I know you do, but I'm yeah. just saying it sounds like that's for healthy people, right? So, but I said I'm desperate at this point, so I went ahead and bought it. This is just like Bean. He he, Quaker has a recall. There's no Quaker oats in the sh in the shelves. There's no Quaker granola. He goes and tracks down the last box. His rationale is that. There's no chance that it'll have salmonella, that this is probably, because it's the protein one, it's probably one of the ones that missed the recall. Uh, let's find out what happened. So then I went downstairs. I usually have my cereal right between recording the show and editing the show, and I had my cereal like I do, and it was delicious, and I was happy. Mm -hmm. Then about a half hour later, 
I started feeling some stuff that wasn't good. It okay. wasn't like making rum, me happy. Rumbles? Yeah. Oh. And pain and, yeah. and pain and sharp oh. and then increasingly sharper and sharper pain. And I will yeah. get into no details oh, about no, what I was like going it. on in my body. Lots of like diarrhea? I'm not going to get into any of the puking, details. Of, puking and of, diarrhea? Like you're on the toilet with a trash can in your lap? I'm saying a lot of things were happening. Allie, it was unholy what was coming out of me. There a lot of holies. <laughs> no, it was. I briefly thought I might die. Oh. Actually considered going to the emergency room, but <gasps> then I'm me, so I didn't. Because, you know, doctor's last resort. Doctors right, are for pussies. Right. And it was a miserable, miserable day. So being got salmonella. Interesting way to, to go about your day. Looking for cereal that will give you salmonella. Oh, well, here's a fun fact. Um, when they recall dog food because of, or cat food, whatever, because of salmonella, it's because humans might be handling the food and they'll get salmonella because your dog or cat will never get it. That is it's one of those things that, 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 uh, thank you. It's one of those things where they just are immune to it. They'll never get salmonella. Um, dogs and cats have 10, their stomach acids are 10 times stronger than our stomach acids. So yeah, they're not getting it. We're a bunch of fragile little beings. Just saying. Oh, okay. Well, anyhow, Bean got the... The fear. The fear. Bean got the fear. Um, oddly enough, uh, the quitters never give up microphones over there. No. <laughs> Weird that Kevin was there. Oh, sorry. Oh, come on. Dad, you seem like you felt fine. Yeah, what happened? Dad. Pooh? <laughs> sorry. A for effort, but. Yay! There you go. A for effort, you said. Yeah. F for content, but A for effort. Great. Well, it was for some odd reason. Bean was bringing up poop a lot this week. I know. He brought. He brought this. Bean and Allie could make a ton of money. Dare I say, a butt load of money. Doing something you not only already do, but okay. doing something you already love doing, and now you could get paid for it. Was the the teaser answer right there when you said buttload? It sure was. Oh. Lady, ladies and gentlemen, would you like to get paid to poop? Oh Getting gosh. paid to poop. Go on. That was a story Bean brought in. He doesn't like the scatological humor. Right? Doesn't, doesn't care for it. But uh, going back to being salmonella experience, I, I find it odd that someone that wants to live to be 100 and is so particular about what he eats and, and 
and goes through that he would seek out food that's that's been recalled. He does eat expired chocolate milk, but okay. Anyhow, uh, here's the poop and vomit uh, montage again. Uh, no, uh, that's the end of the, the roundup. Let's go over. Oh, my. <laughs> Land this boat, Eddie. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin! No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Meet the club. This is interesting. It's 2013. Bean is the worst person to go to to find out if the audience is enjoying his comedy. He has no idea with Asperger's, so... Welcome, everybody. We're doing the week that was January 14 to 18, 2013. Let's start out with the wombat that Dave went to Australia to hug. They got him on the phone. Can you believe that? Dave, we have a surprise for you. Tonka, the depressed <laughs> wombat, is actually on the phone with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show right now. Tonka? Hello. <laughs> Hi, Tonka. How you doing, buddy? I'm not feeling so good. Oh, I'm really... Are you still depressed? Yes, I'm still depressed. I more thought, than ever, actually. More than I ever. I thought that you would be all happy now that you got a chance to meet Dave from the United States. You remember him, the big fat Mexican? Oh, how can I forget? <laughs> oh, no. Tonka, we had a good time. <laughs> oh, Tonka. So sad. What happened? Because it looks to me, I'm guessing from the photo that things went t terribly wrong. <laughs> I was minding my own business. Right. Eating some Purina Wombat Chow. Right. Uh -huh. And the next thing you know, my handlers come in the pen and say, oh, we've got a surprise for you. Okay. And the next thing I knew, I was on his lap and he wouldn't let me go. Oh. oh. Well, you now, Dave, Dave says he was just hugging you to get a good photo. He started kissing the back of my neck. Yeah. Ooh. Creepy. Well, and what did you think about that? It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt his clammy hands all over me. Oh, uh, you rubbed your hands all over him? I had to. to oh. And the next thing I know, he's whispering in my ear, oh, you're going to leak the ice. <laughs> and he, what? he meant like this, yeah, right? I don't even know what that meant. Why can't you guys speak English? We speak, Dave. That's a good question. He said you're going to like this, which me, and then what happened? Well, next thing I knew, I felt something in his lap. No, right. no, no, no. no. Oh, hey, that's what I, hey, what do you, is this a surprise to anybody? Oh, Look at the photo. Dear God. And I thought he was trying to offer me a lifesaver. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or perhaps a thumb. <laughs> yeah. But instead, I believe it was something else. Oh, Tonka. Remind me of the time I met that guy who did the voice of Elmo. Oh, dear. Oh. You've got terrible luck. <laughs> you really oh, have. This is why I moved to Townville. Oh, yeah. City After Village Glen. Oh, because I was anyway. trying to avoid this kind of thing. And I'm already depressed. And now this happens. I'm accosted. By a guy with a neck beard. Oh, yeah, we're so yeah, you're sorry. The, you're the victim. Oh, 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 oh no! Oh, come on! Oh, this is terrible, Dave. Still? It's been, a, it's been a week and a half. Still? I still have his fingerless glove stuck somewhere. Oh. <laughs> okay, I have to apologize to Christopher since I did the same joke, so... <laughs>
Moving on. No. Oh. This to... was this was from the Tuesday show. And it became something that became uh, a segment on the show. And we know people that turned it into an old, their own podcast. Wednesday morning, 16th of uh, January. You know, uh, uh, we should start a new feature called uh, uh, You Be the Jury or You Be the Judge. Because I am always fascinated when I follow some of these cases in the news as to what the sentence is going to be for the crime. And I always put myself in the situation of the person who decides that. Like, what's the appropriate sentence for some crimes? Yeah, that's where they got that idea. And uh, listen to Oh So Judgy, they're friends of ours, fun podcast. I still need to go on there and argue about Darla from the Little Rascals with them. I, I still plan to do that. Oh, and this also came from that. He's a dumbass. <laughs> so that's a clip we can use over and over, I think, on our show. The lovely Lisa May putting a smack down. Uh, yeah. That story was a guy called in a bomb threat to an airplane. So he was a dumbass, caused a lot of inconvenience for people. I love this because this is something, I think this was the start of when they started calling Bean creepy. Tragic news for Bean. Uh Uh-oh, what? And other freak show fans who watch that goddamn Here Comes Honey Boo Boo show. What's going on with my boo? (laughs) Oh, man. Stop it, it, Uncle Creepy. (laughs) You need a new character in the show, Uncle Creepy. Oh, we got one. (laughs) Yeah, Uncle Creepy. Stop it, Uncle Creepy. Now, that's another one we could use when I start going on and about Lisa May. <laughs> okay, this was one of the biggest guests that ever came on Kevin and Bean. Dave Grohl and Corey Taylor. He's from Slipknot. They came in because they were doing a documentary called Sound City. It was about a famous studio where they recorded uh, Nevermind, for example. That's and Dave Grohl's big mixing board, right? Yeah, that's right. Dave Grohl's, he might be a better guest than a rock star. He's just a party. I bet he must be fun to hang out with him. So let's listen to Dave Grohl talk about his doc. Uh, tell us about this this place, this okay, legendary so, place that's so that's your church, but most people have never heard of it, even though they've certainly heard records made there. Right. Sure. So when Nirvana came down to Los Angeles in 1991, who this band? It was me and a couple friends. You were in a band before Foo Fighters? <laughs> yeah, I, I was just a kid. It was, I've never you know, heard about it. I've never heard just, about that. One. We, we were just we were okay. So, uh, <laughs> but we came down here in 1991 to record that record, Nevermind, and. Uh, we lived up in Seattle, but the the label wanted us to record here, so they they picked a really cheap uh, dump out in the valley for us to record. And we got there; and it was a total wreck. The place was just a mess, and they had this beautiful old mixing console and this awesome room, but it looked like a like a burned out Chi-Chi's. It was like so. <laughs> At the beginning, were you bummed when you saw? It? Were you like, Come well, we on. were like, really? I mean, it was six hundred bucks a day, which was a lot to us. <laughs> right. I mean, believe me, we weren't like used to gold standard studios sure. at that point. So, <laughs> so we got there and we spent sixteen days and we recorded the record, and then the record got really big. And the studio was just about to close when we went there. And because Nevermind became so big, their business blew up. And so I always remained friends with the people there. It was like a family-run studio. Other bands uh, see the success of that album and go, where did they record it? I need to record that? Well, you know, basically in in 1991 – People weren't using that cool old stuff anymore because the board in there was this old analog thing that was built in the 70s. It's a and, big Neve board. Yeah, yeah, big Neve board that they have a really specific sound. They sound awesome. But yeah. at, the, at 1991, people were using like more digital stuff. Right. So Nevermind was kind of a return to that old school, just set up and hit record and play. And when it became popular, 
that's where everybody started going to get that sound. And and I mean Tom Petty and Fleetwood Mac and and Evil Tool Knievel and Rage Against and, the Machine and yeah. people like that said, "Hey, we want to we want our record to sound like that record." What was it that was so special about that equipment or that room, Dave? Well, that board is handmade, and there's only one of them like that in the world. And that room had this awesome drum sound, like it was, and it wasn't acoustically designed. It was just this old warehouse room, but it sounded awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so they. They closed last year, and that board, everybody's recorded on it, and I have a studio, and so I kindly offered that if they were going to sell it, that I would be honored to have it, and they sold it to me. It was right around the 20th anniversary of Nevermind, and I mean, honestly, if it weren't for that board, I don't know if I would be here. You think the that way- board played really? that big a role? See, that's what you have to understand. The movie has a lot to do with the reason why music sounds the way it sounds. Yeah. People don't take that stuff into consideration. I, I don't but think had, I would. Had we recorded that record in a different way, it just wouldn't sound the same. And yeah. if it didn't sound the same, it might not have had the same impact. Huh. So, Christopher, how did you already know that story? Oh, because I remember listening to this and oh. <laughs> hearing about that board. I I was... Oh, the police are coming. They're looking for the board. Um, <laughs> I was already doing like recording stuff. Let's see, what year is this? This is this is twenty thirteen, right? So I had done a lot of recording stuff and done a um, a lot of sound mixing for bands live. All the sound board. <laughs> yeah, and it would just uh, it was just interesting to hear the different uh, take on that board. I know that Butch Vig produced that album, who's the, the guy from uh, Garbage. And, uh, that yeah, that album sounded drastically different from every other album that was out that year. But then didn't he take that board? And when they recorded another Foo Fighters album, I'd have to look it up, um, at his house in Encino. And then that's the one they won, um, whatever, the music award for it. Um Grammy? This is probably like 2010, 2011. And because he had that board, they recorded at his house. And they did it all analog, remember? Okay, well, I, I'll go I, look it up now. I know that he does a lot of analog recording. Mm-hmm. I know that by the time I got to do recordings, they were doing an analog board feeding into like a digital mixer or a DAT machine. So it changed a, a lot of how it sounded. So. so a couple weeks ago, um, sports guy, um, he hears the music and he knows the music, but he doesn't know the names. He doesn't necessarily know the band, song titles, or anything like that. So we watched the um, Foo Fighters documentary that came out in 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And they got into that whole thing. And so it was, it was actually really pretty cool. Yeah, it's really something that a lot of people don't pay attention to. It's really right. almost very nerdy. And you could see sound guys talk about equipment for hours. Yes, that's why we love Dave Grohl. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring it in. I, I contested a little bit. But he said that at the time, everybody was doing digital recording. Yeah. And they deliberately decided we want something more analog. And that's why they chose that studio and that soundboard. It was very interesting. I was also thinking, what a great piece of memorabilia. You got the soundboard right. they recorded Nevermind on? That's right. incredible. That's, yeah, it was probably Fleetwood like $10,000. Are you effing kidding me? Yeah, and Fleetwood Mac, yeah, he mentioned other oh people God. that have recorded there. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. We need to get Dave Grohl on the show. Oh, totally. <laughs> Dave Grohl, if yeah. you're out there, you're welcome anytime. Okay, next up, this is that same interview. This is funny because Lisa's trying to do a commercial. 
So she's got Dave Grohl and Corey Taylor from Slipknot. They're trying to distract her. On the 91 westbound at Euclid, the right lane is blocked. Watch for slowing from Raymond to the 5 freeway in Moreno Valley on the north 215. Traffic is still recovering very heavy from Nuevo all the way up to the 60 and south 405 to the east 22, a wreck in the left lane. Stop by a Subway restaurant and get a big combo for a small price. Any regular 6-inch sub plus a 21-ounce drink. Cup of today's soup for just $6. Subway, eat fresh, limited time only, additional charge for premium subs. Prices and participation may vary, plus taxi store for details. I'm Lisa May with K-Rock Traffic. You can't throw her. You can't. Where, where she did you is get that traffic music? You got it all. What is that? But you accompanied that me that's with she, awesome. That's what you want people listening to Sounds like an old, like an old prong demo. It's like. <laughs> These guys were air drumming. Snip your fingers. First, these two guys were air drumming. And yep. Lisa looked at him and just kept right on going. And then Dave yeah. started doing some kind of. I did pyro. And yeah. I did a oh, solo. Yeah. And I was spinning my sticks. Yeah, I, was sick. I was enjoying it. I though. thought that was, was jazz hands. I misunderstood the spinning your sticks with jazz These hands. are spirit fingers. <laughs> this, this is Liza. This is Tony <laughs> Liza. All right. Settle down, everybody. Sorry. 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 Grown ups are trying to talk here. Yeah. You can't uh, mess up Lisa May. She's a professional. Look it up in the book. Yeah, that must have been a fun day, though. Can you imagine? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think and Dave seems like a really cool hang. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think Ralph said that like between segments he would just go and hang out with Ralph in his office and they would talk. Yeah, he yeah. I don't think anyone enjoys his life more than Dave Prohl. Oh, what's not to enjoy? Yeah, that's true. Let's go next. The least famous person who ever came on Kevin and Bean. Guess who do you think that would be, guys? Weren't you there one time? Didn't you go to the studio once? That's I wasn't on air, though. <laughs> it's oh, very true, Ed, but I wasn't on air. Yeah. Edwin's not quite at the Taylor Swift level of fame. I mean, you're right. I'm right below that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just see who it was. Right now, the least famous guest in the history of the Kevin and Bean Show, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for comedian, I'm assuming, Eddie Pence. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Hey, everybody. Thanks for Hi, having me, Eddie. Thank How about that great here. intro? That was great. I was just in here cleaning the urinals, and you guys were like, hey, we need someone to fill time. He is uh, going to be at the Lovitz, which is one of our uh, favorite comedy hangouts, Saturday night at 10 o'clock. Tickets available for just 15 bucks. Eddie, um, the reason I say that, and I, I mean no disrespect whatsoever, although <laughs> none, none taken, take it, none taken at all. No, no. I know. It's, I'm going to try to turn this into a compliment. <laughs> Do, did I, I was doing a little bit of research on you last night, and I don't think you even have a Wikipedia page. I, I actually tried to make my own, and it was like, oh, this is a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. It's really hard to find a person without a Wikipedia page. Yeah, I mean, I my my mom has a Wikipedia page. She's not even famous. I mean, it's just, how did that happen? Like, why was, isn't there one crazy Eddie Pence fan who says, oh, I love this dude. I'm going to put it up. I don't I don't know. If you Google me, I'm like 20 pages deep on Google. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's no Wikipedia page. There's a lot of work in a Wikipedia page. If, if you don't mind my uh, just taking a break and going on a tangent, yeah. Bean, that was your attempt to turn it into a compliment? <laughs> was to say that he doesn't have a Wikipedia page? No, what I'm saying is I was trying to justify my remarks about how he might be the least famous person, not only that we've ever had on the show, but maybe in the world. I mean, there are little kids in India who have a Wikipedia Wait, page. So you base people, you base everything around who has a Wikipedia page or not? Well, like I'm that, just saying that it justifies does. a human being. He does, yes. I, I'm just saying it's a start. That's all. It, it, you should, you like, know what? I'm going to spend all weekend making a Wikipedia page. You're a, look, you're a young, good-looking guy who has a, a strong following in comedy. I can't believe you don't have at least some fat chick who stalks you who would put a page. I have a lot of lazy fans. 
That must be it. I just really don't want to put the time into it. Are they high a lot? Is that the problem? They must be high or they just are just, they don't really care that much. Yeah. Right. Uh, I love Bean's backhanded compliments. Oh, <laughs> I've missed Eddie Pence this week. Man, I can't we wait to hear how his, yeah, I can't wait to hear how his weekend uh, Las Vegas went. Yeah. He but came he on our show. Sport. Yeah. He came on our show. We talked all about the Wikipedia page, his first appearance on Kevin and Bean. So there it was. Uh, if you but want to look it, it up, us to get that Wikipedia page by somebody else. To make yeah, being forget that, forget that mess. When quitters never give up, tells you to do it. So if you kids want to look it up, July thirty first, twenty twenty three, Eddie Pence was on our show. He was a very fun guest. We now love this, you, Eddie. I think this is why uh, Eddie Pence and Ralph ended up together because they kind of bonded over being being a jerk. One hundred six point seven K Rock is Carol. Wait, hold on. KROQ, it's Kevin and Bean Show at 7.54. Hold on. Eddie Eddie Pence, the comedian who just left, he told you that he thought I was a little bit of a dick. No, no, not at all. (laughs) Why did you just say that to me? I said that that to him. He's asshole. He nodded, right? He nodded after you said it? You came on a little hard. I like no, Eddie. I, I had a great said, time with no him. No one's ever him. been nicer to him than Bean. That's what he said. <laughs> Bean's the warmest guy I've ever met in show business. Bean's up. Uh, I was the one. I said, I'm sorry, Bean was a little bit of a dick. He's like, no, he's the nicest guy I've ever met in show business. <laughs> Bean, is, uh, <laughs> Bean is the worst person to go to to find out if the audience is uh, enjoying his comedy. He has no idea with Asperger's. So. <laughs> he thinks every, you're the least famous person in the world. <laughs> How could that not be funny <laughs> to him? No one knows who you are. <laughs> How could he not laugh? How can, how can someone not love that when they come on a, on a brand new radio show with people they've never met before? How could that not be a big hug? Whether a it big, is or, a big virtual hug. Whether it is or isn't funny, Bean will never be able to ascertain. That's the problem. I had a good time, and I hope he did, too. All, All right, right listen. Kevin, Kevin you're not, you're Bacon. Nothing, you're nothing if not a party. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. We will try not to offend him. Talking about his new TV show, The Following. That's coming up next on the show right now. Rob's got the show busy. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, you're looking old. <laughs> I'm going to turn this into a positive, though. You don't look as old as some older people. <laughs> I'm going to turn this into a compliment. A compliment. You don't have a Wikipedia page. How does that work? Don't you have any fat girls who like you enough to make a Wikipedia page? <laughs> Bean's, a, Bean's a hug. Look, I find Bean funny. but I am a hug. If I'm a guest and I come in here and I don't know anybody and Bean's the... My introduction to this show, I'm not happy. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, I love it when Ralph busts Bean on his stuff. <laughs> oh, so good. That's yeah. So good. I know. Oh, that's man. good stuff. Now I'm going to try out a new uh, outro line here. But I really must be going. What do you guys think? That's from an old Commander McBrag cartoon. I like I it. I got that on what? Bean's show this week, uh, Commander McBrag. McBrag clip, so I'm kind of into it. Okay, I'm going back to my classic one. Uh, that's the week that was. Back to you, Steve. I really must be going. Or what <laughs> if you ended it with the Pac-Man? Woo, 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 woo. Oh, that's a good idea. Right? <laughs> Remix! Alright, this has been another, another fantabulous episode of Quitters Never Give Up. We are... Edwin, Jen, Lindsay, Drew is somewhere. I think he's building a snowman or something. And I'm Christopher. Uh, go ahead and look up, look us up on the Twitter, on the Instagram. 
on the Facebook. On a, Dude, if you listen, you found us. You're good. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you want to send us a message, send it to the there email, the quitters never give up at Gmail, or leave a message on the podcast link. I notice a lot, not a lot of people are sending us podcast links, but just drop us a message. We'll include it. And if you want to request a clip or something, anyhow. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I love. Boom. There it is. Booyah. Yeah. Yep. Please end it there. That's it. That's where we all know Hulk from. Period. A door is a jar. 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 Oh, try again. Or what if you ended it with the Pac-Man? Woo-woo-woo-woo-woo. Yeah. What is with all you quitters? Ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Quitters Never Give Up presentation.